founder of Advanced Solutions International, really serving nonprofits. Currently, they've got over 500 customers that are pure play SaaS customers. They make about 5 million bucks of of the company's total revenue, of which is about $60 million. So a lot of it's coming from old kind of on-prem software and uh, and kind of SLA agreements, update license agreements, founded in 1991. Uh, The SaaS component is growing about 60% year over year. So 300 grand a month, about a year ago, again, now 5 million bucks in terms of AR cash flow positive, about 56 million raised, all that money going into the company, about 42 million, except 14 million uh, going to, into secondary, uh, you know, early founders, early shareholders, et cetera, early investors uh, early on. They've got about 375 people across many different locations. So remote, almost to 101% net revenue retention annually. That is their goal in the near future. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Bob Alves. He is the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Advanced Solutions International, or ASI. It's a dynamic entrepreneur. He is an, a dynamic entrepreneurial leader who's grown the company from its beginnings in 1991 to become the leading and largest global supplier worldwide of software to nonprofit organizations. With offices on three continents and more than 4,000 clients served, he's kept ASI in the forefront by consistently making innovative, solution-oriented decisions on behalf of his clients. Bob, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, nonprofits. Walk us through what you guys do, and are you a pure play SaaS company? Well, uh, we're trying to be. We've started 27 years ago uh, as a Windows solution, so we've been transitioning to a pure play SaaS over the last four or five years. Today, all of our new sales are a sub- subscription, you know, in the cloud. We still have lots of clients that are moving to the cloud. Okay. So if we, just to understand like how, where you're at in terms of the transition, if you look at total revenue over the past 12 months, what percent was coming strictly from SaaS revenue? Um, about 5 million, which is about our, our new sales number, you know, out of about 60 million. Okay. So, okay. Got it. So what is that about uh, a little under 10%, 9%? Right. And it probably would be worth telling you that the business model that we had starting from the beginning was a subscription model. People bought our software as a traditional license, but then had to pay a 25% of list price fee. So another 25 million is a subscription, even for people who are not in a pure play SaaS structure. You said 25 million? Yeah. And these are like SLA contracts for on-prem installations or something? No, they're basically uh, uh, software update contracts. They're licenses. They They get entitled to updates. Oh, I see. So it's a subscription to an update service. Got it. And you deliver these updates to the cloud? If they're on the cloud. We do have clients that are in other forms. They're in on-premise as well. So we do have five or 600 clients in the cloud. And then, uh, you know, more than a thousand that are in the the field on-premise. Okay. So when you push on-prem updates, I mean, are you having to send field teams out to, to physically and manually yeah, do these? That's the old fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so you founded the company about the year I was born. So, uh, right. so yeah. yeah, well, no, this is just what you do when you started 27 years ago and then you move into SaaS. Yeah. So just focusing on the SaaS component today, and we'll include the on-prem updates. You, you've got maybe, you got about 500 clients that are just playing for cloud solution. That makes up 5 million bucks right now in ARR. On top of that, in terms of recurring revenue, you've got another, call it 20, 25 million, which are essentially licenses for updates. Right. Correct. And we jumped right into the numbers, but like, let's step back for a second. What do you offer for nonprofits? What are you delivering for them? It's basically a business software solution. To, to run the business of a nonprofit. So it's an ERP, CRM, and website solution all in a package. 
Okay. And you know, 500 customers, if they make up 5 million bucks in AR, that means they're each paying about 800, 900 bucks a month for this tool. Does that sound about right? Well, actually the, it might come out neatly that way, but the clients are all over the board in terms of sizes and also what they use. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking an average. Yeah. Do, do you have, do you have a few amount of customers that make up more than 20 or 30% of the revenue or are you mainly more no, focused no, on long tail? Not really. No, it's, um, it, it's widely dis- dispersed. Yeah. So, so 1991, you found the company. Um, where was your head at that point? I mean, why get into selling to nonprofits? Uh, basically that was the opportunity. We, we were in the business of delivering solutions to nonprofits prior to starting the company. And then windows was emerging. So we, we built a package, the first package for windows. Um, and it took the company all, you know, really literally in three years all over the world. We, we were an Inc 500 company the first five years in business. And then we basically have just migrated everybody over the longer term to internet web-based solutions mm-hmm. that started even around 2000. And then in the last five or six years, we've been, you know, basically getting people on a shared cloud and, you know, it's all obviously all internet based. And Bob, help me understand kind of the growth of the, your shared cloud business. So if it's at 5 million bucks in AR today, where was it about a year ago? Uh, well, we went back about three or four years ago, there was, it was zero. And yep. um, the, the 5 million that I just throw out to you is just this year's sales. So if you go back, there's recurring revenue in there as well. So it, it's probably closer to 10 million over the last five years. And I'm just talking, I'm just, I'm just talking about monthly recurring revenue. That is, that is pure play SaaS. If you're currently at a 5 million run rate, that means about 400 or 415 grand a month is what you're doing on the cloud product. Is that accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. And I'm just curious. So if you're at four kind of 10 in thousand today, a month, where were you a year ago just for the SaaS platform? Our SaaS business is growing about 60%. Okay. Okay. Got it. Very good. So you were at maybe uh, call it, what would that be about 300 grand about a year ago? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. That's great. And what's the biggest challenge in, in flipping someone from an on-prem kind of license model to a, in the cloud kind of pure play SaaS model? Well, our, our solution is, has a lot of breadth and depth. So people are doing a lot of things. And um, so it's, something that they just don't snap their fingers and do, they, they plan. So it's really just getting people to plan and that move. It's not that hard. It's actually getting easier and easier. More, more and more people want the benefits of the cloud. They mainly want automatic updates. And um, it's just getting people to, to plan for that and to go through a transition. It's, you know, it's like moving to a new system. Those are, these are, bigger, more complicated, mission-critical systems. So they have to move their whole uh, employee base. And uh, it's just a question of getting them to plan. It's a, you know, it's... What is... Help me understand kind of what the team looks like today. How many people are on the team? We have 375 employees, roughly. And where is everyone based? Uh, All over the place. We've got three offices in the U.S., Austin, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. Been offices in Toronto, London, and Melbourne, Australia. Okay, so 375 folks spread out, a lot of remote there. And of those 375, how many of them are focused on kind of marketing, onboarding, kind of sales and support functions? I'm sorry, you, you broke up. What was the sure, question? Of the 375, how many are focused on kind of sales and marketing? Sales and marketing? Oh, it's probably about 100. Okay, 100. And then what are the rest? Engineers and support or? 
engineer support, back office, HR, accounting, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Uh, professional, we do have some professional services. Okay. And, and, you know, churn is critical in any kind of software business, right? What is your churn today and how do you make sure to keep it low? Um, well, we've had historically uh, a 95% retention rate. Um, mainly be, we've had that historically. And it's mainly because it's the systems, as I said, are pervasive. They have a lot of breadth and depth. It's not easy to move off once they're on. So we have a very high retention rate. Okay, so about 5% revenue churn per year? Uh, you retain 95? I said, I said pro plus 95, so it's probably more like 2% revenue churn. Okay, and do you well, drive- I can tell you this year we have a goal to have a positive revenue churn, 101% revenue churn, which yeah, so you, when you factor the whole, the whole business together. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, do, do you mean net negative revenue churn? Or do you mean over a hundred over a hundred percent retention, meaning your expansion revenue makes up any churned revenue? It's a complicated formula, so it's probably better not to try to do it on this call. Okay, um, I just mean that um, we have we've we have high retention rates, and we are in a position this year where our we actually have a goal for our, our churn to be over a hundred percent. Okay, but you understand that doesn't. I don't mean just. I don't mean just losses. I mean, you know. Add-ons to clients minus losses. Yeah, but Bob, sorry. I'm going to repeat back what you just said. You just said your goal is to have over 100% churn. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. <laughs> Negative 1% churn. 101% positive number. So, the rev- Yeah, so, the rev- so I think what you're saying is you either want net negative churn, which is the right. same as uh, over 100% net revenue retention. They're both right. the same. That's our goal. Right. Yeah, got it, got it. And we're, close. we're like 97, 98, something like that last year. Yeah, yeah. So what that means is your expansion revenue on a cohort you signed up a year ago almost makes up for all the revenue you lose on the same cohort. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. What's driving, uh, how do you drive expansion? Are you selling additional seats or additional product lines or what? Uh, again, it's a complex product. So there's lots of add-ons. The, there are always, we do sell extra seats. Uh, when people move from on-premise to the cloud, they pay an upcharge, mm-hmm. uh, so all that factors in, and it's a good it's a good add on business. Do Do you know? In order, you mentioned earlier, you know, a customer might pay on average five hundred bucks a month for the for the technology. Do you know what your customer acquisition cost on you know to get a new five hundred dollar a month customer? We I don't have uh, I don't have that off the top of my head. Uh, we we do keep track of acquisition costs, but it's not. It's not geared to a five hundred dollar a month customer either. So, well, the no, root the root of the question. Can't answer that question off the top of my head. Yeah, the root of the question is how are you acquiring customers and what are you spending to get them? Well, we basically have a direct sales model with direct salespeople, and we also have an indirect channel. So we have about a hundred business partners that sell sell and service our products, and we have roughly twenty five salespeople around the world for new and existing clients. That's how we do it. That's great. And you mentioned before the call, you said you have a minority stake that's part of a private equity firm already. So help me understand kind of how you've built the business from a funding perspective. It sounds like you have raised capital. How much have you raised to date? Uh, $56 million. Okay. And how much of that was actually going into the company versus secondary? Uh, we, the only, I'd say about $14 million did not go in the company. Okay. Is that what you meant? when you, is, Was that all from the private equity firm? Yes. 
Okay, got it. And they were essentially paying out early stakeholders, early founders. The 14 early. million went to shareholders and the rest have stayed in. It also helped with an acquisition, so. Oh, tell, okay, so tell me about that. What company did you acquire and, uh, and is it panning out how you thought it would? Yes, the company is called ISSI. They focus on unions, which is a form of membership nonprofit. And um, it, it has worked out very well for us. That's great. Are you guys cash flow positive today? Yes, we are. Oh, that's great. Great space to be. So, you know, you add another 20 million bucks in, in, uh, in annual revenue and, and you're going to be looking at, okay, do we go public or not, right? Well, maybe, maybe. Do you have any interest in running a public company? Probably not. Yeah, not a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> All right, Bob, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Famous business book is Good to Great by James Collins. Jim Collins, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not really. I mean, I follow a lot of CEOs, but not, 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 that, not that I'm using anybody as a mentor or anything like that. All right, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Favorite online tool for building the company? Uh, Bob, what's a tool that you use every day? I, I, I use a tool for... Um, Business management, which is a balanced scorecard tool. Uh, and that's my favorite tool. So what's the name of the tool? Uh, it's, it's called the balanced scorecard. Okay. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four or five. Bob, that's not healthy, man. <laughs> Why don't you sleep? Uh, I like to stay up late. Well, then you, you have to sleep in a little bit. Otherwise, you die. You don't get enough sleep. Well, I, can't get away. I can't stay in too much. I probably sleep six hours. That's All right. And, and what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with children. How many kiddos? Two girls. And two, two grandchildren also. Oh, wow. Congratulations. How old are you? 61. 61. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What do I wish I knew when I was 20? Is that what yep. you're saying? Probably that I was going to work all these years and I should have taken more time before I got too serious with working. You mean to take more time off? Yeah, I should have waited before. I started my first company at 22. Mm -hmm. I should have waited a few years. Guys, enjoy life early on. Again, founder of Advanced Solutions International, really serving nonprofits. Currently, they've got over 500 customers that are pure play SaaS customers. They make about 5 million bucks of, of the company's total revenue, of which is about $60 million. So a lot of it's coming from old kind of on-prem software and, uh, and kind of SLA agreements, update license agreements, founded in 1991. Uh, the SaaS component is growing about 60% year over year. So 300 grand a month about a year ago. Again, now 5 million bucks in terms of AR cash flow positive about 56 million raised all that money going into the company about 42 million except 14 million uh, going to into secondary uh, you know early founders early shareholders etc early investors uh, early on they've got about 375 people across many different locations so remote almost to 101 percent net revenue retention annually that is their goal in the near future bob thanks for taking us to the top thank you